Mark Charlie. Mark, Mark Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is growing. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence. Tear down. Head on. Something's happening. Coming up on stage. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hello, hello, hello. This is your special host, Camille Nash. I am back. Welcome to Finding Your Frequency. Again, I am Camille Nash, a special guest sitting in for our company's president and CEO, Jeff Spinard, and our VP of Broadcast Operations, Ryan Treasure. So welcome to our show today. The question on the floor is, have you ever wondered how some people rise above the toughest situations in life while others complain and embrace a complaining spirit and or even make excuses? Let me just tell you something. Everything begins in the mind, no matter what it is. If you believe you win, it starts in the mind. If you believe you will be overcome and lose, it starts in the mind. Everything begins there. It takes a paradigmatic shift in your thinking to change the way you live. So today, we're going to be talking about how to do that. Let me just say, it requires some work. There's some heavy lifting involved. And there's going to be a requirement out of you. And guess what? It is and will require a space of uncomfortability. I want to hear from you. Well, we want to hear from you here at Voice America. I want to invite you to find us at our fan page on the Voice America Variety page. You can also find me at Camille Nash page two uh, and any of the social media spaces. I am Camille's Couch. So that's at Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Please send us your comments, your questions as it relates to this show or anything we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. I want to take a quick pause and share with you something very exciting uh, with Voice America right now, we are holding our very first talk radio host contest. So those of you out there that believe you've got what it takes, I want to tell you we've got a grand prize that will be your very own talk radio show or podcast, including your own executive producer, full production staff, marketing, branding, social networking, and guess what? An ad sales team valued at over $7,500. Every contestant is going to receive a lot of, a number of cool items, uh, partners, or help from our partners and our sponsors. Everyone who enters the contest, everyone, everyone, everyone who enters, current hosts, Sorry, you're not eligible this time. But everyone who enters will receive and win prizes from top marketers, influencers, and social media outlets out there. And those prizes will range from $300 to $5,000. So if you have it, uh, you can find us at the contest. So you'll go to contest.voiceamerica.com. So again, that is contest.voiceamerica.com. So guess what? We're going to take a very brief break. And in just a few minutes, on the other side of this break, I'm going to introduce you a spellbound force that is going to share with you what his story has been like over the last several decades, what he's doing now, and how you can actually take the principles that he will give you to change every aspect of your life. We'll be right back. Okay. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Welcome back to Finding Your Frequency, and I am your special guest host, Camille Nash. I want to take a moment to share with you today what we're going to be talking about, as I just shared at the break. We're talking about abandonment to soaring high. Uh, I have the distinct privilege of sharing with you or introducing to you a special guest with us today. Uh, And this gentleman's story is really that one of triumph. Uh, After growing up in five foster homes, this gentleman uh, had a corporate career that began as a teenage office boy in New York City. 19 years later, Mr. Bob Danzig was named publisher of that same newspaper. During his later 20-year term as a nationwide head of over 6,000 employees at Hearst Newspapers, the group had a renaissance of talent, technology, reputation, and a cash flow a hundredfold. So what I want to do is just take a moment to introduce and uh, introduce to some and present to others Mr. Bob Danzig. Uh, Bob, are you there? I am here with Camille. It's a delight to be with you and your listening guests. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It is a privilege to have you here. Uh, I want to, first of all, share with you that this show is entitled Finding Your Frequency. And uh, in Finding Finding Your Frequency is all about your purpose and uh, and what you have been called and assigned to do in the world. What I want to do is just kind of take a minute and uh, ask you just to kind of share a little bit about your journey uh, with how you have come, how you came to find your own frequency in the world. World. Well, I've had that question come to me many times, Camille, and I would answer it this way. I was open to accepting the good people who crossed my path, and some had something to share with me that encouraged me to reach for a higher star. And I believe that this idea of frequency is really about noble purpose. Mm-hmm. And in my view, every single set of ears 
turned into you today as a task of person with a noble purpose. That, to me, is finding your frequency. That's powerful. Now, I know that um, we, as I share with the audience, that you didn't have uh, the perfect set of circumstances, but it was perfect for you uh, because everything is specifically designed for us all in purpose and on purpose. What I want to ask is, you know, work ethic. What would you say about work ethic because of how you started? You started in an office uh, in, in, in the off, as an office boy, or as they identified it. What would you say is required in work ethic? And is can work ethic be taught, or is it a learned behavior? Well, Camille, my view is this. I've been very fortunate in my entire career with the Hearst Company, mm-hmm. which has three very fundamental driving forces. Number one, do the right thing. Do the right Number thing. Number two, treasure the talent of your place. Number three, treasure those customers of your place. Those premises came to me early on in my career. How dare I call it a career? I was an office boy. (laughs) And my first boss had been a foster parent. She found out I came from the foster care system. By the way, I was in countless foster homes. I can remember only five, all right? Oh, wow. But that little lady, Mark Mahoney, said to me one day, when you answer a complaint phone, picture the people as royalty on the other end of that phone. Because if you picture them that way, your voice will have a different timbre. And they'll know you respect them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you remember, yours may be the only voice a customer ever hears. Yeah, absolutely. So they made me conscious of treasuring a customer. Now, more importantly, more importantly, when I was about 9 or 10 years old, I had a social worker on my case named Mae Morse. Little thin lady, hair like yours, Camille, but hers was gray. <laughs> and she she took Pretty my hair. hand one day after meeting with me for several times and said, I want you to never forget, you are worthwhile. She yes. told me that every time she met with me, she made those three words a tattoo on my spirit. That I was something, I was a person, not just driftwood going to a foster care system. Now... Wow. That same office manager, Margaret Mahoney, one day after working for her about five months, she called me to her office. I was scared to death I was going to get fired. <laughs> and she sat me down and she said to me, I've been the office manager for 15 years and I've been studying you. And she leaned across her desk to me and she said to me, I believe you are full of promise. That's powerful. And that moment she gave me permission to have ambition. So your listeners have had someone cross their path who either said to them or demonstrated to them that they were worthwhile. That yes. someone crossed their path that believed in them and encouraged them to reach for a higher star. So I'm sorry to give you so many words, but they caused me to be open to the good people across my path. And that characterized my whole career. To this day, it's still happening. That is powerful. And thank you for the responses. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say thank you just yet because I don't want you to go anywhere. Uh, but you said a lot there. Those are tweet, tweet moments out there for you, for those of you out on social media. Uh, you know, he, she said to you, you are worthwhile. So you matter. And all of us want to know that we matter. We want to know that we can be, that we're being heard. We want to know that we're being seen. So that's certainly a tweet, tweet. You are worthwhile. I love what you said that she gave you the permission of ambition. 
She gave you the permission no of ambition at an early time. Uh, I also recall doing a little bit of research about you, and there was something that I learned that was fascinating, and I want you to share just a snippet of it with our listening audience. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Maxwell. I believe his name was Maxwell Goldstein, uh, who gave you some really powerful tools, which I know you teach about in some of your courses and with, with the, or in, even in one of your books. Uh, but one of the things I heard you said or that you shared that he told you was that uh, p- people deserve our best. People deserve our best language. People deserve our best. So we're not just to give them status quo. Can you speak to that? I sure can. Well, Max owned a fruit and vegetable stand, all yeah. right? and I worked there part-time in addition to being the office boy at the newspaper. And every shift before the shift started, Max would gather up orange grapes, sit we part-time kids down, and say to them with an unlit cigar, always in his lip in a big, wide-brimmed brown hat, he would say to them, when someone walks in here uh-huh. to be a customer, they deserve the best you can give them. Yes. Thank them. Thank them. Show gratitude. He says, that's yeah. how I will grow my business, because you choose to show gratitude to those people walking and buy an apple or an <laughs> orange right. or an ear of corn. So he said, those apples, those ears of corn are special. That's how we build a business, one ear at a time, one apple at a time. He talked to us about this all the time. Then he'd always add to me, Yeah. Remember that your words are a gift. Oh, my goodness. I was waiting for that one. Yes. Your words are a gift. That's a tweet tweet out there. We're teenage boys. He he would say to us, never waste your words on toxic things or bad language. Say that again. Never waste your words. Your words are a gift. Your words are a gift out there. And you know what, Camille? Yeah. I've respected that my whole career. I respected that. I choose not to use abusive language or offensive language. Mm, mm. Now, while I worked for Max, though, yes, (laughs) little kid, he went to high school nights. He went to college nights. He went to law school nights. I saw him exercising his ambition, whether it was selling apples and corn and oranges, all right? Right, yes, And then I saw him one day, there's a little teeny store in Albany, New York, and the whole window, it had been rented out, obviously, the whole window said, (laughs) the big letters, Maxwell E. Goldstein, attorney at law. Attorney. They Uh filled the whole window, because Max had earned the right to celebrate the words of his name by what he had achieved. I never forgot Max. He gave me the gift of that insight. And your folks listening now, they've had the gift of some insight from somebody crossing their path. Yes, they simply yes. have to accept them. Accept them. Accept them. I, I love what you said about not using obscenities, you know, and I also know that you were in the, in the military of some, uh, you served in, a, in, a, in the military or armed forces somewhere, and we know what kind of language goes on behind those scenes. Uh, but I, I think that's really important because our words do have power. And we're talking about frequency. We're talking about how we can shift the atmosphere just by how we show up and what we say about what we say when we show up. But just choosing or exercising the freedom to choose to not use obscenities and to pour just filthy filthiness all over people with what you say. I like to believe that to some degree, uh, it's a direct it's a direct reflection of what you think about yourself by what you say. I agree, Camille. I call these things sticky glue breaks. 
Say that again. Sticky? I call them sticky glue brakes. Sticky brakes glue brakes. come your way. Brakes come your way in life. But either you choose to make them sticky glue or yeah. you do not. Yeah. <laughs> they have sticky no glue chance brakes. to influence your career if you just let them fly by. Yes. I wrote a book called Angel Threads. That's about exactly that. These threads come our way, gifted perhaps by an angel. But either we make them sticky glue or we do not. It's not too complicated. Absolutely. So we have the freedom to choose to make them to make them sticky glue. Did you all get that out there? Uh, especially those of you out there on social media. That's a tweet tweet. Sticky glue breaks. Uh, everybody gets an opportunity. So it's all about how do you choose the opportunity of what you've been given. It's all up to you. It, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. It starts with your mind. And then what are you going to be given? What are you going to do with the gifts uh, that have been st- been bestowed upon you? Uh, I know that you have a number of books where you teach um, you, you, you actually embrace the purpose of each one, teach one, reach one so how do you I mean, help all, all, all my books are non-fiction mm-hmm. inspirational books mm-hmm. they're written to lift someone's spirit Yes. and as a matter of fact <laughs> this sounds like an unwelcome commercial but I just worked this afternoon with my associate, Kira Rosner, okay. to put up all my books as e-books for 99 cents each. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. You have to slow down. So you just made all of your books available. Is this only for today? No, they're going to be a friend. I call it a friendship sale. A friendship sale. Okay. I read, I read about a guy who reduced the cost of his books to 99 cents. Yes. And he sold three million books. Three million books and for I, ninety-nine and I cents. I said to myself, "That's a sticky blue idea." That is. Oh my goodness! Did so you hear that, Shawana? We're gonna roll this thing out. We're gonna roll this thing out, Camille. <laughs> okay. Talk about sticky glue breaks. Oh my goodness! So, listeners, those of you out there on social media uh, and listeners at VoiceAmerica.com, sticky glue breaks. Our guest host today, our guest today, uh, Bob Danzig, just shared that he is making all of his books. Now, how many is that? Eight, or are you up to ten now? We have 12 books. 12 books. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm behind on my math. So 12 books <laughs> that are available right now for 99 cents. And these are e-books, right? And they, yep. where, where can they find them? I, I believe that your assistant told me Spirits, right? Yeah, she you said, can go to Amazon.com or you can go right to my website. Amazon.bobdanzig.com. And you'll see lots of other stuff mm-hmm. out there. It's mm-hmm. a great website she built, all right? Yeah. But I want to come back to something, Camille. I know I'm interrupting you. Uh, yes, you're interrupting me. Mag- <laughs> you used a magnificent word earlier. All right. The magnificent word you used was choice. Choice. Oh, choice. I love that word. Now, Camille, I taught the Trumpeners course at the University of New York for seven years to all adults. Yes. These are people struggling with their confidence. They're either too shy or whatever it may have been. And what we did was encourage them to realize they make a choice to either be or not be confident. And we'll give them tools to lubricate that choice. We'll give them tools. That's what we did over the course of the semester. Mm -hmm. We gave them tools to lubricate their choice because in the final analysis, anyone listening to you right now 
they either choose to have their dogger down yes. and say, oh, I can't have a good conversation, I can't sit up and speak in public, whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. or they could say, I choose to find a way to grow through that impediment. Say it's that say that again. I I choose to find a I way. I choose I choose to make a choice to embrace the tools to let me work my way through that impediment. Yeah. I will make that choice. I will make that choice. I will make that choice to find a way to work through that impediment. Tools. And I must tell you, Camille, these tools work. Yes. I taught this to like 800 people on the first course in seven years. Okay. Amazing things happen. Once you give them the tools and they find comfort in making a choice. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is this. It's not like I'm kind of trying to cover a career path. I'm not. But <laughs> I also was the dean of our own internal leadership program at my company, the first company. I launched and was the dean of our internal leadership program for 15 years. Unbelievable. And I saw these great talents, wonderful, gifted talents, yes. magazine editors, newspaper publishers, television managers, etc., who just were not yet comfortable in realizing the tools they had available to be great leaders. Not mm-hmm. just a leader, but a great leader, okay? A great Improve leader. their communications. Have empathy. Take an interest in your people. All, a whole range of things. We built a faculty from the finest universities of the country. We graduated 800 people. They're what I call our destiny influencers. We have 25,000 people working for us today. Yeah, yeah. Those 800 are going to influence our destiny because they'll have their leadership powers honed. Everyone listening to this program right now who has any responsibility for other people has the gift of leadership in their hands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They can either choose to be an abundant leader or a limited leader. Abundant leader or limited. Limited leaders end up just being managers. They just move stuff around. I agree. I agree with that 100%. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Anyways, sorry to get off on that topic, but I wanted to squeeze it in because I believe so much in the power of your word choice. No, you, you've done wonderful. I appreciate that. There was so many nuggets in there where you're talking about uh, the gift of leadership. So you kind of gave some bullets. Where do they go specifically to find that piece of information? I mean, heck, you have 12 books, $12, you get all of them. I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to take these tools and maximize usage of them. Now, I have to ask you because I, I do want to frame the conversation a little bit by helping people find their frequency. So you've talked you've talked about giving them tools from a leadership perspective because I believe that there is a distinct difference between leadership and management. So how do you how do you help people use the tools that are available to well, them? Well, Camille, welcome to my garden. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Here's the garden. My perception: the difference between managing and leading. Okay? Yes, yes. I hope your people listen well. Okay. Management is about today. Leadership is about tomorrow. Okay, let's say let's say that again. That's a tweet tweet out there for our audience. Management is about today. Management is about today. Leadership is about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Management is about process. Process. You have a process. You know, somebody had to hook us up, do a test run on the phones, etc. And there's a process to cause us to be together. But leadership is about purpose. 
The moment you picked up your microphone, you had the purpose of bringing your treasure to your listeners. Absolutely. That's different than managing. Okay? Yes. Management is about feeding the body of a place. You're going you're to make your payroll. You're going to you know, fund your vacations, your insurance, all that stuff. So leader, management is about funding the body. Leadership is about enabling the spirit. Yes. When the spirit's ignited, the talents of a place simply flow more robustly. You don't order that. You, you attract it. Oh, you, gotta, oh you have to slow that down. You have to slow that back. You don't get it. You have to attract it. Is that what you said? You don't simply order it. Yeah, you don't you order it. You must attract it. Mm. Think about that. Management today, leadership tomorrow. Yes. Management about process. Leadership about purpose, noble purpose. Noble Every purpose. job has noble purpose. Yes. I'm staring out my window here in Florida at a magnificent big tree that had the privilege this week of a crew coming and cutting the branches just back so neatly. They were doing noble purpose work. They made this tree more beautiful for those who are looking at it. Yes. So every work has noble purpose. Every work. Every work has noble purpose. Every work has noble purpose. So let that sit in. Let that sink in for a minute. How every work has noble purpose. So how do people find that purpose? Because we're talking about frequency, which is really what pur- what what uh, purpose is really what frequency is all about. They become assessors of their own possibilities. Mm. Mm. They assess their own, and they and they get that lubricated. My earlier word by the people across their path. Right? I can see the people in my life and my career who crossed my path and gave me a gift of insight. Everyone has those path crossers. Either they choose, they make a choice to grow with them and and have their frequency become fine-tuned, but they let it go and their frequency remains low-level. Yeah, yeah. Why would you choose low-level frequency when you've got the possibility of building a symphony of sound? Yes. Why would you choose low frequency? That is a great question, everybody out there. Why would you choose low frequency? So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, you're going to answer that question, Bob, and we're also going to talk about how to then choose on the flip side to be extraordinary. Okay. All right. So we'll be right Fine. back. Don't you go anywhere, listeners. Uh, we'll be right, ba- right back after the commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Welcome back to the show, and uh, you're listening to Finding Your Frequency. I am your special guest host, Camille Nash, sitting in for Jeffrey Spinard and Ryan Treasure. We are having a delightful conversation with Bob Danzig, former president and CEO of Hearst publications and I got to tell you this this gentleman is a hoot uh, and just really brilliant I love the energy and the enthusiasm and just before the break we we're talking about uh, having low frequency so Bob I'm going to have you pick up where we were talking about why operate at low frequency when you can go for great and then I want you to just kind of speak to how do people choose to be extraordinary well, I think the beginning of that, Camille, is to say to yourself, why would I be mediocre? I'd be mediocre. Why would I be mediocre? Why? All right, I got this body, I got this mind, I've got this, these emotions, I've got these capabilities, I've got these aptitudes. Why would I have to be mediocre yes. when I can hone them? H-O-N-E, I can hone them. Whichever ones make the most sense for me to hone, yes, I will hone them, and I will have them add add more music to my life. Can I give you a story? Let's give go, go ahead. Give me one. When I first became part of the newspaper, okay, I just came back from Stanford University in a fellowship program. My predecessor died. I never seen I never seen a P and L. Never seen a balance sheet. I walk in the first day, right. and his secretary says, "Good morning, Mister Publisher." We're losing money every week. I said, well, blah, 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 blah. You know, Agatha O'Neill. I said, well, I, I wouldn't know how to tell how. I'd never seen it. She said, well, I was an accountant yeah. before this job. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through P&L. So the next day, she brought the P&L in perfect red nail polish on the top. She brought it down the bottom. She said, you see those brackets? I said, yes, but those are not good news, she said. Yeah. Your job is where to buy. Then she said to me, I have no intention of making you an accountant. I want you to feel the music mm. of a business. Yes. Now, on my watch, we bought $3 billion worth of businesses. Give me an hour and a half for their profit and loss statements. I would feel their music, okay? Yes. <laughs> People have a right to feel their own personal music. 
Huh? We have to yes, slow that down. Increase. People have a right to feel their own personal. They have a right, they have a right to feel their own personal music. Not just listen to music, but they personal are music. music. They're they're a symphony of the possible. Symphony of the po- impossible. Wait, wait. Symphony of the possible. Absolutely right. Symphony of the possible. Every set mm. of ears listening to this is their own potential symphony of the possible. Yes. I got to tell you, I look at all my kids, eight kids, all right? Every one of them is a unique symphony of the possible. It's not a matter who does the violins or the brass or the drums or whatever. They're all their own symphony of the possible. We celebrate that. Yes, absolutely. We celebrate that. So why shouldn't a person be celebrating their own additive elements to make themselves a symphony of the possible? I don't think this is rhetoric. I don't think these are slogans. I no. don't think these are bumper stickers. These are attitudes. It's an attitude. It's, like, it's an attitude. I believe, for example, of people should keep a victory log. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. And so when little, when, little, when little things come up in life that feel pretty good, make a note of it. Okay, so wait a minute. Attitude of gratitude. That's what me and my sister, we say that all the time. Attitude of gratitude. Absolutely right. So wait a minute. Absolutely right. What did you call but it? Some, you call it a confidence log? What did you call it? Well, sometimes you need a little, a little um, uh, fresh water in the garden, okay? <laughs> fresh water. Yeah, keep a little victory log. Oh, victory, victory log. log. Okay. But I would consider this conversation with you today a victory log, okay? Who makes right. of it? Delightful conversation with Camille, okay? Remember yes. her hair, okay? <laughs> All this stuff, okay? And then, and then if, if you have a tough time, something coming your way, it's a little discouraged, you're disappointing, go back and read your victory, victory log. Victory log, I love that. I you absolutely love it. You. This is not a big diary. This is not a huge thing. No. It's little mentions of things that make you feel good. They're an achievement. You're, you're a nice little kid in ice cream line. You, you bought the ice cream for whatever it may be. Okay? You felt good about it. Yes. Refresh yourself from your victory log. But start by keeping one. Start by keeping one. So really, that's... A victory log. It's a glimpse or, or a reminder of those little small victories. I say to myself all the time, when, I'm, when, when things aren't always perfect, uh, or as I would like them to be, I have to remind myself of the small victories. So I say to myself, embrace the small victories. I love, 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 love the idea of a victory log because uh, it just kind of will give you a simple, quick glance, a reminder of how you've already overcome and how you've had victories in the past. So guess what those victories in the past are a reminder or an indicator of victories to come you know i stopped in the bank last week and i had to see this girl about something yeah i started talking with her. she starts crying she's in her office she's crying <laughs> oh no oh no i'm sorry but i've had so many disappointments lately she said what's your disappointment well she said i want to be a stand-up comic and they said, I can't, I can't see the crack and I can't get there. <laughs> I said, well, what makes you be a comic? Well, people tell me I'm funny. Yeah. I said, well, you kept the log of times you were funny? No. I said, well, you keep a log of times you were funny? And see whether you think that was pretty good. And I was in there about a month later and I saw her because she said, I got a gig. I said, you got a gig? Yes, she said. <laughs> I got a stand-up comic gig. Because when I kept my log 
of the things because they're funny, can, yeah. they encourage me to realize I can be funny. I can do it. I can That's do it. raising your frequency, Camille. Yes, yes. That's raising. That's raising the frequency and keeping the frequency high. Keeping it high. And that's the piece that's really important that we have to constantly feed ourselves. I, I have a, a guest that will be coming up in a few weeks, and uh, she's a huge advocate of putting yourself first, putting yourself at the top of the list first. Uh, most people forget about that, but you can be of no help to anybody at all if you don't, if you don't serve yourself. And that's not, um, that's not actually making yourself more important or esteeming yourself more important than the other person. But you got to be full and you've got to be ready and geared up and able to go to be able to fuel and pour out great energy into the world of, uh, and for other people. So I think that you're spot on with that victory log. I love that. Uh, I know you talked a little bit about being extraordinary. I mean, a lot of people don't know that you're a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Fame speaker. I mean, my goodness, we know that you're the former president and CEO of a multi-billion dollar powerhouse. I mean, you've talked a little bit about what that journey has been for you, but certainly you've had some some challenges in life that have shown up. How have you fought through them? Well, I had the brakes, which I made sticky glue brakes. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. They just came my way, and I held on to them. Yes. I'm not extraordinary at all. I'm a mirror of all those other people who crossed my path and said, come sit at our trough. Yes. Come sit at our trough. And I did. I sipped. Well, You're a mirror. it tasted lousy, so I had to spit that one out. But you learn how to do that, okay? Yes. But I spent my life sipping from other people. You know, Oh, 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 Sweet, Curry's sweet. brother was in the whole world of movies. And I came to visit her, and he read my book, Conversation with Bobby, from Foster Child, the CEO. Yeah. And he said that he said to her, this could be a movie. Yes, I agree. And Bobby was about a movie. I know nothing about writing movies. <laughs> That's okay. So we formed a four-person team. My wife is very creative. And the four of us met, we've written four movie scripts. We have an agent in Los Angeles shopping nice. this stuff. Yeah, it's a powerful because, story. All because we said, that's a sticky glue break. That's a sticky glue I'm break. Not, I'm not a talented screenwriter, but I am able to find a way to bring people's creative impulses into something that matters. That's right. Well, you said at the beginning that you have to fight through the challenge and, and look toward what you can accomplish and believing that. Um, I have a few other questions I just want to kind of ask you when it comes to how you live your life uh, now. Fast forward all these many years later, how you've impacted millions of people around the world, just kind of changed their lives, uh, both personally and professionally. Do you have a daily practice? Well, as a matter of fact, I have an exercise program. I have a physical therapy program. I have a twice-a-week water-walking problem with long-standing pals of mine for 35 years, okay? All right. Diane and I are dancers. Diane's your wife. To go, we're going to go <laughs> dancing tonight, baby. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So rather than having a daily prayer, and also, I believe you have to hone your spirit. Yes, yes. So I choose, I choose to go to a, a facility every single week, and I let my spirit be honed. I just believe in that. I feel the same way about um, the hereafter. I believe absolutely there'll be a hereafter. 
So I have no discomfort whatsoever with the fact that this life ends. None. Mm. Okay. Because I believe I'll spend, I'll be perpetually in the hands of all those I love. That's my conviction. I'm not a proselytizer. I'm not a, I'm not a minister. But I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. So I look for things that hold that. Now, what I do with spare money, I'll tell you what I do with spare money. I find foster care kids in college, and I send them gifts. I love that. Money gifts. You you find foster money kids gifts. in college, and right, he said he stress, uh, not just gifts, but money gifts. <laughs> you can't do anything yeah. without money. So you yeah, actually send have, them money gifts. I have, a, I have two sources, the Child Welfare League of America and uh, there's a youth communications in New York City. They've got my foster care kids. I asked both of them to give me the name and address of some kid who you think needs a little boost. Yes. And they do, and I just send them money. That's not part of a daily practice, but it's a frequent practice. Yeah, yeah. And I know this, okay? I know that an unexpected boost encourages people to keep on reaching for the higher star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Encourages people to continue on. I love uh, that nugget, and that's a tweet tweet for those of you out there on social media. Uh, I serve my life sipping. I serve my life sipping. So sipping tea and sipping from those spaces where you can actually get gain something that's going to help you uh, in accomplishing your goal and moving forward. Because you have to really just focus on the on the on what is required of you. The how and all those other particulars will show up as long as you focus on what it is that you're supposed to be doing, your why, your purpose, your drive, uh, whatever that may be. What would you say was what what less and took you the longest to learn? The lesson that took me the longest to learn was being comfortable with uh, the arithmetical elements of the symphony of the business. That was not my natural tendency. My natural tendency was words and marketing and creativity. Mm-hmm. So when we had a complex financial issue, the team would come in with these piles of paper. <laughs> they'd sit down, they'd say, folks, uh, Lee goes, hey, Frank, answer Frankie, I want you to treat me like I'm in kindergarten. Okay? <laughs> okay, right. you got to be real simple with me. If you're real simple, I'll get it. Okay? You need to be sophisticated because I rely on you. I don't need to be sophisticated. I just need <laughs> to get you kindergarten. <laughs> so that was not that was not a natural strength of mine. Okay. But I promise you, if you describe an essay you want to do right now, I could write you a powerful headline. That's that's where my comfort zone is. But it's not dealing with arithmetical stuff, okay? Yes. I gotta have other people babysit me for that. <laughs> that's all. And my so I say, How can you run a big multi billion dollar company you can't even decipher? That's because right. I got people. I got people who babysit me. That's all. You just got to be humble enough to recognize you have to babysat for some stuff. That's right. You have to staff your weaknesses. You you can't have you can't know how to do everything. Uh, you just have to be great at what it is that you've been called and assigned to do. And you staff your weaknesses. You get people around you that are great in those spaces and those particulars. You may have to have them sign a non disclosure agreement if necessary. But you help you have them help you drive that train or move that train forward. I'll tell you what was a constant, though, Camille. What's that? The newspaper company became my family. Mm. I never had a family, okay? 
they became my family. I looked for ways to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Now, we had businesses all over the country. That's good. If I'm in New York City, my long-term assistant, Marge Burks, would send a note out to our people. Bobby's here today. Okay. They would have back to me by 4 o'clock the name of one person in their place that did something worth recognizing, one sentence describing it, and what their home address was. And she typed these up, and she can't, and my, it took me an hour and a half on the train to go home. I kept my personal stationery, and I wrote a note to every one of those people every mm. night. And where I saw something extraordinary, I put an F next to their name. It was really spectacular. I put a T next to their name. I bring that list into Mars Murphy, and she would send flowers to the spouse of the person nice. that did something extra special. And I was saying on the card, congratulations on the good news of your Camille. All right, Bob Dancing. If she saw a T, she said a Tiffany bracelet. Mm, that's fantastic. From, for the ladies, the Tiffany money clip for the men. Same note, okay? Now, we had a special deal at Tiffany's, okay? <laughs> right, of show, course. But, but my of point course. is, they were my family. Yes. Families need to be celebrated. And you have to find a mechanism to do that. So I sought that mechanism. And my successor as president of our newspaper company brought into me every note I had ever sent to he and his wife. Oh, wow. He said, I will continue this. I promise you that. That so is you, incredible. You can, you, can, you can imprint an organization by celebrating the people, mm. caring for them. I'm not talking about softness. As a matter of fact, a guy just recently interviewed me for a book on leadership. Yeah. Uh, tell me, he asked me about these stories. And he said, you know, you seem so soft. <laughs> you seem so soft. How do you know people weren't taking advantage of you? I said, they could have been. But so what? I'm the boss. So what? Right. So what? <laughs> so what? I'm the boss. I mean, so what? <laughs> <laughs> what a great, what a great way of looking at, what a great way of looking at it. Um, well, by the way, you are very good. I've been interviewed by countless people. Yeah. I feel your energy. I feel your vitality. And you just, you, 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 you went through something about your sister and the two of you talking. I want to give you a four-letter word in response to that. And that word was A-M-E-N, amen, okay? Amen. You're, you're very good at what you do, Camille. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you kindly for the compliment. And I've got just one other question for you before we leave, and I'll, I'll just remind everyone where to find you. And I meant that when I said, when I come, in, come to Florida, <laughs> I may come, come visit you. Uh, but my last question for you today is, finish the sentence, I believe. I believe that we leave a footprint on the pathway of our life, and we either leave that footprint on fresh, newly laid down cement, or we waste it in the dirt. Mm. I believe we should choose to put our footprints in what would be the permanence of cement. Good grief. Good Lord, that's awesome. That is awesome. Choose our footprints. Choose where to put our footprints. That's fantastic. Well, I got to tell you, it has been a delight and a privilege to serve you today uh, as your special guest host. I want to first thank you, Mr. Bob Danzig. You have been phenomenal. I I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your spirit and sharing with us. I, I believe that more oftentimes than not in this life, 
where we miss it so often is that we won't take a moment to smell the roses. And what I mean by that is listening to those people that have paved the way, the shoulders that we stand on, uh, those folks that have fought for us in a number of different spaces, we don't take a moment just to hear their journey. Uh, and so I am privileged and I'm very thankful and grateful that you've taken some time to kind of share with us today what your journey was like. And um, you've given me a whole lot of nuggets that I definitely am going to go back. Those of you that have been listening, I hope that you will take it you will share it with not only your families, but even in your business world. You heard our guest today. Bob said that he didn't have a family. He didn't have a family. So no more complaining about what hasn't happened, what hasn't been, who left, who didn't stay, but just embracing the space that you are in so that you can be clear about your frequency. So today's guest, Bob Danzig, you can find him at Spirit Tips. So that's S-P-I-R. I-T-I-P-S dot com. Remember what I told you, he's authored over 12 books and he's making them all available for 99 cents. So a little small investment in yourself. And we've got to be willing to do that so that we can change the way we think, which will in, in fact change the way we live. Bob, did you have any final thoughts for us today? Yes. Yes. One of the great guests of an interviewer like you <laughs> is to share their vitality. And you share yours in abundance, Camille. I could feel your vitality, and your audience can feel it also. Well, I just, again, I am grateful. And I would like to know, can I get a copy of this, and can I put it up on my website? Oh, absolutely. I will get it out to you. I'll make sure the team gets it out to you by the end of the day today so that you can get that out, share it with your influence with your circles of influence and um, I think we just may have to have you back uh, once this movie is ready to be released <laughs> I'd be delighted to come now there's one final request I have alright whatever you send my way will you just cut off two tiny pieces of that hairdo <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> so I would, have, I would have a permanent permanent reminder that some people can grow their hair to the skies that's right. I love it. Now now you've given me something more to think about. Everybody, it's possible for anybody, everybody, anywhere. So, <laughs> again, I thank you, Bob, for joining us thank today. You, uh, those With of you life. that are listening, you can remember, you can find me on Camille's Couch, anywhere on Camille's Couch, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn by my name. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Tweet us. Uh, you can go to Bob Danzig's Facebook fan page, like the page. Also, go to Voice America, Voice America Variety page, and like the page. And guess what, you all? It has been, again, a privilege to serve you in this way as your special guest host. I'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us on Finding Your Frequency. 